Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 31. Um, my name is Michael Debs. I am the host. Uh, joining me as always is Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at Dankdeluze. Uh, it is February 19th, 2021. 7-12 um, p.m. in case you care. Uh, Danko, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna evade that question by just saying that uh, our podcast now, if uh, if we were measuring this in in Jesus years, would still be alive, <laughs> but not for long. Yeah, I was gonna say we have what uh, yeah. two, three more years. Yeah, two. We got two more years. Two more in years. fact, we just started doing miracles. I don't know if it was last year or this year, but we just started. So yeah, you guys get uh, ready. You know, it's very appropriate with the uh, the side project I've been working on about uh, religious deconstruction. Um, right, right, right. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of those or if you care to. I listened to the first one. I haven't listened to the second one yet. The, the but second I'm one, looking I think, went, went a lot better because, uh, you know, the, the first one was just kind of like an introduction to our, our backgrounds. And the second one actually had kind of structured um, um, topics. Right. Um, so let's see, since, um, since last week, uh, we did, a, we did our acceleration episode. We finally did that one. We did it. Um, People seem to like it too. People are happy yeah, with that gotten one. a lot of good feedback on that one. Um, if you guys want to go fast, because yeah. you got to go fast. <laughs> uh, since, there's nothing since else. then a couple of things have happened, uh, in the like news. What? Um, one, one of my favorite things is the, uh, the, we'll just go ahead. Oh, before you get into it. Oh, I decided ahead. just uh, to take up cigar smoking. Oh, you like you have you decided to take yeah, up cigar like smoking constantly. You know, there's yeah. there's this funny quote from from uh-huh. Russia and Oxy. Limbaugh. I'm also. Oh, what? There's this <laughs> <laughs> this funny quote from Rush Limbaugh where he uh, he once blamed, um, uh, and and I don't know, it's weird because he always went back and forth on whether or not smoking causes lung cancer. But uh, he yeah. managed to find a grotesque racist angle to it, which is that um, uh, Native Americans introduced smoking to <laughs> white people. And so, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the evil Native Americans are responsible for so much, so much white people oh. death. Uh, oh, my God, that rules. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I can find that real quick. Um, I can't believe I miss him now. Yeah, well, That's I mean, I, I don't miss him. Um, I, I think, you know, he, he recorded a, a radio show every day for however many decades. I think there's plenty of content we could probably dig through there. If, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I guess it's fine. It's he's, fine. he's left an indelible mark on American politics as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good that he. Yeah. You, you, Do, uh, did you ever hear that uh, the. Oh, did I? Well, yeah. I, I was just saying it's good that he went out fresh. But oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but but also, do you, do you remember the? Um, he had a song occasionally, or at least once, but it like kind of blew up a little bit. It was Obama, the magical Negro. Yes, right, right, yeah. I don't Isn't think that... that was his song. I think it was a song that. Well, he played it on the radio yeah, a few times. That's all I know. He he made it his own, so which is, uh, um... yeah, right, yeah. 
Hmm. F's in the chat for the for me saying let's uh let's let's go ahead and just uh I don't. I don't have the stamina of these crabs. Yeah. No, I don't either, and um, I'm I'm not a good dancer. Oh and... come on, you're fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our friend Cyborg, if she watches this on YouTube, is going to be absolutely dismayed at my dancing capability. <laughs> uh, Shouts out, Cyborg. <laughs> Bimbo battle. Let's yeah. See if I can. Uh, oh man. Man, people are going to think that that's an insult. It's never a show. She does a show called Bimbo Babble, folks. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's very good too. I, I enjoy it. It's, yes, it's more, yeah. it's more wholesome and um, uh, uplifting than I think what we normally do, um, which is important. To, to to be fair, I was I was on one of the three existing episodes. That is true. So far, I didn't, so I didn't we actually can't... watch that one. Um... <laughs> it was fine. No, it was great. It was great. <laughs> but you know, you you know me well enough that you probably don't need to watch it. Yeah 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 i see enough (laughs) you'll know that everything i say is a lie yeah 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 i'll just i'll just start calling you out in the comments um so (laughs) he didn't even go to school (laughs) uh let's see if i can find the video because i I think the video is uh important or the the cow fart thing you remember the cow fart thing just every every disingenuous statement that has ever flowed into american politics came through that man yeah no he we're uh, uh it, it's because of cow farts and volcanoes that we have uh global warming i received his book when i was i don't know in my mid-20s uh or one of his books i'm sure he has a thousand of them but um yeah so reading through that was uh was fun i should find it i'm sure i still have it all right so i'm just gonna read the quote because i can't find the video i wasn't expecting okay. to to bring this up but um the quote is uh and this is again rush limbaugh not me talking uh rush limbaugh says uh let's check the scoreboard how many native americans were killed by the arrival of the white man through disease and war how many people have died since the white man arrived arrived due to lung cancer thanks to the indian custom of smoking who are the real killers here where are our reparations i'm just saying this is a That's, it's, it's had that's some good. some it's had some choice things right. cut out of this quote um oh jesus and, you know he, yeah so um one of the Man, uh, most vile uh human beings to ever live i think um it yeah and a, it, a, it, it, it makes a great go ahead huh oh, I was no i was just gonna say <laughs> i'm good I, I was just gonna say you say it first oh <laughs> i was gonna say he's just you know like uh one of the most vile human beings ever live and, and just like a being of like pure hatred of, of the other. Uh. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's all it is, 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 you know, there's no real, I mean, obviously not real like philosophizing, but no real like ideology or anything built in there. It's all just procedurally generated claims to like, you know, shit on someone. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, and, and, you know, like, like I said, he, for for decades upon decades claim that smoking doesn't cause lung cancer right but for this one instance where he can pin it on native americans because he had this i don't know where this kind of psychotic thought even comes from sort of thing 
Um, he decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to treat uh, lung cancer as real for this very specific moment in time just so that I can claim that it's actually Native Americans' fault. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, it's so you probably don't know what this is like, Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> this, but, this seems like a <laughs> leading question. <laughs> but when, you, uh, w- when you're in a certain state and you've had uh, a bit to drink, and your 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 kind of sense of humor loosens up a little bit, and and you start making uh, you know uh, dirtier jokes and, and and things like that. But then you still recognize that these are jokes. Yeah. Imagine that being the entirety of your personality, but instead of you being like "ha ha," isn't that a funny joke? You're like "ha ha," this is what I believe. <laughs> I would, I, would like to, uh, I would like to make the point or, or put it on the record that uh, when I drink heavily, I don't turn into a racist. <laughs> that, I swear. I, okay. Neither do I. I know that's not what you were that, going to say or not what you're trying but, to say, but you know, but at the same time, things, yeah. that exact, that exact same story and the broken logic necessary in order to believe it is absolutely a joke that I would make. Yeah, of it's course. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a joke yeah. no, no, it, it's, it's a joke like, I would make as well. Yeah, but I would be like, "Isn't that a crazy, stupid thing to think?" Well, like, exactly. Yeah, my exactly. my that's brain the, is rotted, and I'm making a very, very <laughs> dumb point about something. Right, right, right. But imagine having all that, and then it becomes your personality. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's uh, that's that's who Rush was. Um, oh, God so bless good. him. Yeah, I, I used I, to hate listening to him so much. Yeah, you know, I that's one of the things I, I actually kind of grew up with Rush Limbaugh in the background, yeah. um, unfortunately. Uh, and you know, I I, I didn't quite understand everything I was hearing, obviously, and so you know, mm-hmm. I I just had some some kind of ingrained racism of my own that I eventually had to kind of get rid of because, and we're talking about, this is like decade or more ago uh, that I, you know, kind of had to like approach these thoughts and like go, Hmm, I wonder if Rush Limbaugh was maybe lying about uh, black people or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, right. So yeah, yeah it's, it's unfortunate and it's, and it's poisonous and, you know, he had a huge, huge platform of millions and millions of listeners, you know, like, I think I heard like 26 million people tuned into his show uh, I believe it, daily. Yeah. Um, and which is another great way of, of going, uh, going towards a, a point that I like to make, which is that, you know, people lose their minds over cancel culture being a thing. Uh, but evidently you can still have all these thoughts and, and, and statements and stuff. And you're, you're totally fine. Uh, if you just don't give a shit what some pink haired person on Twitter says about you. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, no, no, no. It's, not it's, that it's, it's good that you do those things. Right. But like, no, it's completely true that like cancel culture is, is such a, it's a non-issue on both sides. Yeah. It's, it's a like, non-issue. Like th- there are stupid things that happen, but yeah. cancel culture versus like uh corporate, control culture i guess is what i would say where you know i i posted on the the instagram story the other day or week or something i time is just fucking flying um Mm. but nathan j robinson made a joke about how and and he clarified that this was definitely a joke and i don't even like nathan j robinson that much i think he's a smug prick but he, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I was watching an interview with him, and he brought up that a lot of people are like couching all of their defenses of him, and 
I think Nathan J. Robinson is a smug prick sort of stuff, and I'm doing the exact same thing because he is. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're a smug prick. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, he, he made sure that, like, the follow-up tweet was like, hey, this is a joke in case anybody's not aware sort of thing. Right, right. But he said that it was a legal requirement for any bill in, in the U.S. to have, like, uh, some kind of military aid for Israel. Right. Obviously Which a flippant is, joke and yeah. kind of true in some ways kinda, because our, our COVID relief true. bill has military aid for uh, Israel uh, yeah. put in it. And it's like, he got fired for that uh, from, right, right. from The Guardian. Uh, so my, my addendum, I guess, would be that, yeah, I mean, this kind of thing does exist in the sense that, like, I don't know, Glenn Greenwald or someone, uh, or, or like Matt Taibbi ends up saying... Yeah. Uh, but but it's not the giant monster. No, that most a bunch people of people on like, Twitter are saying you're bad. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe that hurts your fe- feelings. But um, but 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 if you are working as a journalist, it's more complicated and you shouldn't get right. fired for making a joke or something. But then again, like, you know, you remember when Sam Cedar, he got like canceled for making uh, a joke about how uh, rapists suck. Yeah. Right. Right. No, um, no, exactly. Because like um, an obviously flippant what, kind what was of it? Like it was thing. Mike Cernovich or whatever. Like, yeah, he, he, he called it out. But yeah, the, the joke was if anyone's not aware of it, and most people I, I think that are into this kind of thing are, but, but the, the joke was essentially um, when uh, uh, what's his name? Roman Polanski uh, that all of that was going on. Cause he's a rapist and a pedophile. Yep. Um, that, that when all this was going on, he he ended up making a joke because people were defending him, which was, well, if my daughter were to date a grown man, at least it would be one that has an excellent uh, sense of mise-en-scene. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It was something like that. Yeah. And it's like, obviously a joke. Like, right. <laughs> and, and he got like canceled because Mike Cernovich, one of the people that are like up in arms about cancel culture and stuff ended up yeah. weaponizing it against him. So when you work in like a media kind of landscape or something, sure, it's a kind of thing. Uh, and people are... Um, in love with being in uproars but also if you're going to say things that get people up in an uproar that's just make it your brand <laughs> yeah no exactly you just that's, gotta double down on it and you'll be fine yeah uh, <laughs> don't say sorry and let i mean if you say something if you do something that's genuinely awful say sorry but otherwise like you know if you're worried that you're going to do or say something that's like good that you're going to get canceled for then you know double down it's fine yeah. who gives a fuck personally i'm anyway. glad that i've never done anything that i should be sorry for so i i certainly haven't yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so um let's talk about the big ticket stuff i guess uh we've got the um the uh, energy yes. crisis down in texas and this is you know one of my uh one of my bugaboos, one of my my things that I rant about a lot is the uh, the private run utilities and how they lead to these kind of oversights and um, how yeah. uh, you know this is actually you know building off of our our last episode on accelerationism. This is actually like a perfect like case in how uh, accelerationism works. Um, sure. So. You know, the the basic story is that, and I'm sure everybody who's listening is probably aware of it, but, you know, just, just to... Some, some of some of our fans, I know for a fact, are some of our listeners, sorry, 
Um, that was that was hot. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't I don't like the word fans, uh, so I'm glad that you lucky of me. On that. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of gross. Um, but uh, I know that some of them are, in fact, currently living through it or just did. So yeah, um, actually, uh, I'll just bring this up as a side note, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, the guy that we're going to be bringing on as a as a producer uh, who wants to help out mm-hmm. with the, the production of all this. Um, he, he and I were going to last week, uh, kind of figure out how it would work, uh, remotely and, you know, kind of go over the details and how to, you know, operate this whole thing. Uh, so that I'm not like wrapped up and in, in trying to click all the buttons and make all the screens change or whatever. Um, while, while we're talking, um, we were supposed to go over that, but, uh, his power is out because he lives in the Austin area. Um. And uh, not only is his power out, but uh, pipes burst in his apartment complex. Uh, so he had flooding in his apartment. I'm not sure how bad it is. I'm actually going to check in with him after uh, we record this. I checked in with him the other day and he said he was doing okay. So there's that, Man. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's affecting people, you know, by virtue of being in the military, I know a lot of people from Texas and For sure. this is affecting a lot of people that I know personally and, you know, I, I made the point on the, the Instagram story, but I'll say it here. You know, if you want to do one of these red state versus blue state sort of dunking on Texans sort of things, you know, like all through summer, California had, you know, actually the the week that I moved into this new apartment, we didn't have power uh, because of the the rolling brownouts. And the reason these these brownouts happen is because the uh, the local uh, power uh, company uh, San Diego Gas and Electric, uh, which is privately owned, hasn't maintained their power grid well enough to withstand a windstorm. Uh, and it's burned entire cities down, by the way. Yeah, entire so city. San Diego Gas and Electric isn't quite as bad as uh, Pacific. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's not that right. Yeah, Pacific yeah. Gas and Electric is the one that's burned entire cities down now. Um, let, and, and killed you let, know hundreds of people. Right. Let, let me say, in addition to this, that uh, when I was a child, and this isn't a way to to call myself precocious, this is a way to point out how patently ridiculous all this is. When I was a child, I knew it in my heart that the electric company and the water company and all of the utilities were owned by the government. Well, because and- they were the things that we needed. So, of course, oh, shit, that's crazy that we have to pay for it, but it must be coming from someone that, you know, gives a fuck about us. It's not so, some so company your, that's going to be overcharging childhood us. Your imagination is actually kind of on point. Um, a, lot of, a lot of utilities, you know, I was born in 1988. Mm. Um, all through my childhood up until the, the late 90s is really when these private entities started taking over the the infrastructures of utilities um so yeah you know through through most of our childhoods it was kind of true that uh the the local power company was a a, you know publicly run agency and um there's there's a lot of benefits of that that i'll get into in a little bit but you know this this uh this experiment of having public utilities run by private entities yeah uh, especially you know they're all for profit of course as private entities um is is really just damaging our infrastructure beyond all repair and it's one of the major crises that we kind of face as a country and it's it's going to keep rearing its ugly head uh as as, you know think about the 
the immiseration cycle for for wages just applied to pipes and lines you know yep um, and so that's but, uh, that's the, kind of the point i want to make is yeah um so what what happened in texas and you know um <laughs> the, the news is doing just the, the worst fucking job reporting on this like the mainstream news Surprise! Um, right uh, and they're giving a lot the of air time to people media. who uh, are are saying very disingenuous things about what the yeah. actual problem is um so the the basic problem is that uh uh you know a cold front that texas wouldn't normally be you know used to came through texas uh and you know you you can make some excuses here and there about oh hey they weren't prepared however uh i know working for an infrastructure uh on on a on a local government level um i work you know in 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 this realm uh we we check the fucking weather reports because we know <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you know i Does i don't i don't work uh i don't work in the in the streets uh there's there's another division that handles that uh but the the streets division especially checks to make sure you know whether or not there's going to be a lot of rain or a lot of you know inclement weather of some kind because they may need to shut down streets that might flood etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, right. so you know if if these power agencies were you know caught on the back foot of uh of uh, not knowing that this cold front was going to move through um that's just like a basic functional like issue that they need to work on however they knew about it the news had been reporting about it um, I'm pretty sure anybody, you know, working at the company probably turned on the news at the end of their day and went, oh, hey, there's a cold front coming through, honey. Uh, so, you know, there's no excuse for like not knowing that this cold front was coming through. Well, I mean, I guess ultimately the excuse would be that even if they knew, which they did, they didn't have enough time to do much about it because of the fact that they haven't been maintaining it all this time. Right. They just haven't given a shit, so why do it now? <laughs> right. And so, so this is the the issue that eventually comes up with uh, with investor owned utilities, is what they're called, um, <laughs> according to that's, the U.S. Energy cool. Information Administration. Um, so this is uh, this is kind of an interesting uh, statistic. Uh, investor owned utilities served seventy two percent of U.S. electricity customers in twenty seventeen. I don't know what the current number is. Um, I'm sure it's gotten worse since then. Um, but most of the the energy utilities in America are investor owned. And what happens when there's a profit incentive with uh, infrastructure like this is there are uh, almost uh, automatically cuts made to maintenance programs in order to maximize the profits that then go to the investors. Um, yeah. and, and so this is why this, this really ties into uh, the, the accelerationism uh, you know, cycle where exactly. Yeah. You, you have capitalism, you know, or, or the, the investor, well, the, you know, it's, it's go ahead. Right. So it's the trifecta where you have the problem of investment being the way that a company begins to actually make its money yep. uh, coupled with a downward pressure on wages. And both of these things necessarily because of the fact that the profit of the company is always going to decrease over time, especially with uh, wage repression, unless it is financialized. And so the three of these things press up against one another and makes for an unstable company that is 
you know, I either always uh, going through the uh, kind of bubble bursting cycle or is uh, just uh, at the most optimistic starving people to death or, <laughs> or, 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 or blowing up uh, their own property. Yeah. And so, you know, what, what, what happened here is that in order to maximize profits, these companies always, and, and, you know, I, I deal with them a lot on uh, a local level in my own job. And this is why I have such a, such a good understanding of how this works is all of these companies, they, they do whatever they can to cut costs. And, mm. you know, when, when you've got certain things that you can't reduce anymore, like we, we have prevailing wage programs that the government has to uh, to abide by. So, you know, whenever uh, we call in a contractor, the, the contractor has to pay a certain amount of, of wages to uh, the, the laborer that's doing the work. Um, and so they, they can't cut costs there. So what they do is they they cut costs in other ways, which is, you know, uh, maybe a lower grade of equipment uh, that they use. Um a, a different, uh, you know, deferring maintenance is, is one of the big ones. Um, and, and so that's a lot of my job is actually following up on work that contractors do to make sure that they haven't right. like cut corners or anything like that. And, you know, really hold them accountable to, to whatever they do uh, in cases where my own crew can't do the work. Um, and right. so, you know, when, when you have an entire utility that's owned by an investor group, uh, what happens is they defer maintenance on, you know, all these, all these uh, very important, uh, you know, infrastructure utilities and, and whatnot. Um, and, and, you know, in, in the case of Sandy Gas and Electric, the reason that they have these brownouts is because they, they haven't done proper like brush maintenance around uh, all these power poles. Um, and so, you know okay. what what will happen is we we get some some Santa Ana winds coming through and it blows over a power pole and then we set fire to the landscape um and you know this right. is just you know it's it's not that they don't have money uh it's that the the profit incentive means that they always cut corners where they can so that they can Im increase the profit that returns yeah. to the investors um, i mean it's like if you uh if you stop taking taking benzos uh out of nowhere it'll fucking kill you right right yeah. um or it can and so it's the same thing with investment where investment is ultimately the thing that is going to destroy your company if you do anything to displease it yeah right like the stockholders are always going to be the thing that matters and so anything else to keep the company alive doesn't matter anymore because you literally have a financial addiction to it yeah um and so also uh, so, so something I, I, I want to touch on really quickly because it's kind of connected to what you were saying before, but but touches on some of the stuff that I've I've mentioned in the past, specifically like the water system in Chicago and stuff, and and these kind of in what I view as more or less environmental uh, terrorism, uh, if not just environmental racism uh, that exists through these kind of companies and their poor self investments. Um, but we have like these Koch brother owned uh, logistics companies that have things uh, like manganese uh, in giant piles near water. Mm -hmm. And a tarp doesn't cost that much. But, <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> right? But, but, but getting enough big old tarps, <laughs> but getting enough big old tarps and making sure that they're applied and having extra, you know, rules and shit, that's going to be, that's a, I don't know, that's a pain. 
And so we have the, the water system uh, in Southside used to have extraordinarily high levels of manganese. And thankfully manganese is one of the ones that's no longer kept in these giant piles. But one of the things that manganese does when it enters into water is it, is it gains a higher bioavailability. And so anyone that ends up drinking or interacting with that water has really cool effects like intellectual, fuck, what the word is, what, what is the word? I've had too much manganese in my body. Uh, impairment, intellectual oh, impairment. <laughs> and it, the same thing happens brain with lead. damage. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, neurological damage. The lead does the same kind of thing. Uh, and you know, cancer, of course, is a huge one. Yep. And so it's not just that like, I mean, not, not that we can hand, hand wave any of this stuff, but it's like, it's not just that there are giant fires and it's not like pipes are just breaking and people run out of water or something. It's not just utilities, but it's literally, even when things are running fine, you yeah. still have these companies that are, uh, if, if you want to look at it from a, a sympathetic kind of standpoint, uh, making people sick and dying, if you want to look at it from a uh, psychopathic numerary kind of standpoint, then it's still shitty because the fact that it ends up hurting the local school systems and it, it costs the government a huge amount of money on medical care, as well as these private hospitals and stuff. If you really want to uh, get, re if you're rich, right? And you want to have fantastic medical care when you get, you know, your hemorrhoids or whatever the fuck ends up happening to you. If you want to have the best care possible, you probably shouldn't be supporting policies that make so that the entire hospital is flooded with people that got cancer because something can have a tarpon, right? Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. And, and like I mentioned before, the Koch brother kind of their, their whole logistical model and their whole business model is it, they want to destroy these companies that they own. That's how they make money right. is they grind them into the ground. And so it's a more extremized version of this uh, working up that same accelerative cycle. So yeah. anyway, blah, 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 blah. That's another example of it. Um, and then, you know, to, to also work off of that, uh, what, what's happened here is that there's been so much deferred maintenance that it creates that inefficiency that we talked about in the last episode. Um, yeah. And that, that inefficiency is obviously, you know, very uh very visible here in in the the terms of millions of people without electricity yeah. um and then what what happened is uh because the the government uh you know has to back these these power utilities um ERCOT which is the the Energy Reliability Council of Texas um authorized other power companies to increase their their uh uh what's the word i'm looking for increase their rates basically uh because what what had happened was energy became scarce and so since it is scarce now we get to charge more for it that uh, rules after you know the the reason that it's scarce is because we siphon all this money away from the utility and put it into investor <laughs> pockets and you know we we haven't done the proper maintenance and that maintenance that lack of maintenance has now led to a shortage and now we're going to capitalize on that shortage by increasing right. the rate of uh, i saw yeah. somebody and i'm not sure how true this is but i I'm, I'm imagining that it that it's not too far out of the realm of of reality uh given the statement that ERCOT put out about the the you know rate increases that people were going to see um, somebody said that their, their power bill uh, 
for the for this period is like eight times what it would normally be Fuck me. yeah and, i believe it I believe yeah it. no i i completely believe it because the the rate adjustment that they made was literally almost <clears throat> eight times the amount of uh you know their their standard rate um going into the this. um so people talk a lot about the how the invisible hand of the market will will save everything uh, but that right there is the, the the invisible hand, right? Because the entire invisible hand the, is the invisible, invisible hand. hand of right, the market. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that I, is that a. I don't think that was an Italian thing, though. It should have been. No, uh, no, that no, was, no. That's, that's a fisting. That's, yeah, it's, you, it's, you, it's you interesting that you know how fingers. to do that. No, I know. Yeah, that's. I that's, I don't remember where I learned that from. I well, I know probably where I learned porn, it from, but. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good. It's good that you have you have the good uh, yeah. yeah yeah that you I've know how the... to do this. It's important. Anyway, I've got the fisting um, but... etiquette down. <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't just you don't no. no. Uh, but uh, but the, the the term for uh, just as a fun fact for people if they don't know it for that tendency for supply and demand to equal one another out towards a theoretically uh, uh, ideal state though obviously. It leads to horrible things like this. It's called catalaxy. Ooh, yeah, cool. I'm seeing it wrong because I've only seen it written. It might be catalaxy, but <laughs> but 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 catalaxy sounds really classy, yeah. like a fancy car. I was so, gonna say it does sound um, like a like a Cadillac, which yeah. If it's good enough for uh, Matthew McConaughey, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Man, that guy. Yeah, he was on that a. Guy. I, I want to watch this interview to see if there's anything to like glean from it, but he was on uh, uh, Jordan B. Peterson's uh, podcast. Uh, oh, really? Recently. Oh, that's just fun. Yeah. I, I oh, want to know shit. how that conversation went down. Cause you know, Matthew there's... McConaughey isn't a person that has like the, the mental wherewithal to like go, Hey brother, I think uh, maybe some of your ideas are a little bit troubling. No. And he is um, conservative. Yeah, he um, is. He is conservative. Yeah. But he's the conservative type of guy that's like he's always rock climbing and then when you like ask him about politics he's just like i've just think that people should take care of themselves and go adventure more yeah and then he just like everything else runs out of his ears you know <laughs> it's, um, it's really easy but, to think that you can take care of yourself when you're uh you know when you're millions of dollars richer than them i hear he smells really bad too but i don't want to like, i'm not surprised to hear that, at all. that. He, he looks I mean, like he, he lives in a winnebago right or a series of them <laughs> Just making up Matthew McConaughey facts at this point. Um, really there, good. There in, is... uh, really good in True Detective season one. Though. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, actually, he's a good actor. He is a good actor. He is a good actor. Um, and I hated him up until a couple of years ago when I realized that. Now I'm just like I'm ambivalent to him because I've seen him like speak yeah. a few times. No, it's one of those um, things where you, but you never want to know. Uh... Don't meet your idols. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is my idol. Uh, but there's there's another interview with JBP that. Uh, I watched a while ago and it's it's a little older now but it was really fascinating where it's essentially it's it's an extended essentially psychoanalysis routine that he does on Joe Rogan you like ask him about his childhood and stuff and it just goes on forever and it was you were a little boy really yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. really fascinating because it was like so uh I mean obvious what was happening and that like GBP was just like I'm your dad now. <laughs> come, come here. It, really kind of exposed it. <laughs> it was really fascinating. Um, so we should uh, keep these things in mind for the future. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to eventually do a book review when uh, 12 more rules for life come. Oh yeah. Comes out, we have so. to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, um, we honestly, we should be, 
because our, our podcast is named this to begin with, we should probably do more frequent dives into this uh, this man of ours, uh, especially since whenever I post about it, my uh, my interactions go up by like six hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I I've noticed <laughs> that as well when when I post something about him. No, people um, people love that boy. Yeah, I've, it's it's uh, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, so you Everyone know, when, daddy. when we uh, when we talk about um utilities and how much money they make and how that money isn't being returned into you know the, the maintenance and upkeep of the infrastructure for that utility because where does the money go mike the, the money goes to uh investors um, money returns to investors Woo! isn't that great so it always the, has to uh, back to them i i don't know oh okay no this this does have it all right, so uh, Centerpoint Energy is the major provider for the Houston area, and they're obviously the ones most responsible for uh, the power outage in Houston. Um, they're like the center point of it. Yeah, they're the center point of it. Uh, they, uh, <clears throat> in 2020, made uh, $12.1 billion. Um, you. And I don't even know if that's a lot, like, considering these things, but... I mean, it's it's it it's a big, lot, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's more money Regardless than I make context, every year. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And then uh, uh, in 2019, 12.3 billion. Uh, 2018, 10.5, or it's like 10.6 functionally. Um, mm. So, so we're not talking about small dollar amounts here. Um, some of those billions could have, uh, maybe even one of those billions could have been returned to the utility infrastructure in the way of maintenance to prevent this massive power outage. Um, you'd, you'd think, you would think that that could do that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the point that I always like to make on this sort of thing is first off uh, this, you know, this is like a, a local, not local in like a very small sense, but you know, this is, this is a company that serves a certain area and they're making billions and billions of dollars. Um, and, you know, <laughs> uh, from, from, from my perspective, you know, maintenance is expensive sometimes. But if you have a good maintenance cycle on things, you can usually, you know, it, it's not that expensive. And then right. when you think about how many billions, you know, are, are left over and how that could be returned to, you know, not only just maintaining current infrastructure, but bettering current infrastructure, optimizing it, uh, installing, you know, new uh, features that, you know, maybe make it more reliable or safer or more, um, more hardened against things like, uh, you know, um, changes in climate. Um, you know, it doesn't seem important. <laughs> yeah, it but doesn't seem on, important Penny. at all. Um, no, it, it's Whatever. just to me that that just seems like such a such a no brain issue where like, yeah. and and you know the fact that these are for profit companies means that these these potential improvements are always turned into money that goes into somebody else's pocket. And another yeah, thing I mean, is they're... that well, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say there's something, and I've brought this up before in, in various ways, but it's an important thing to can, uh, remain considering. But there's a weird temporality to this where 
you would think that a good economist uh, that you know studied you know uh, capital econ versus political something useful you believe that human beings act rationally and will plan for the future right yeah and it doesn't seem to be right where they are thinking about the future by not preparing for the future it's right. a kind of terrifying thing because the future only exists on this this uh, this sheet that tells them how much they need to return to investors and then to have return to them of and course, to yeah. maintain stock prices right yep. and so they understand that a, a cost of operation is going to be something like a catastrophic fire which they have to pay a couple million dollars for maybe which, you uh, know, is like, like mere hours of operation to them in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, income. Exactly. And so because they are worried about the future of the company, you know, not, not that far into the future because they still want to sterilize the biosphere. <laughs> but and know that it's going to happen. You, you look at documents from like the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, and, the, and the idea that they, that, know. They, that they you know, have a, have a difference of agreement on the sciences. Yeah. No, they, they yeah. know that the, this is suicidal and it's in its inception. Yeah. Fossil fuel companies have released uh, so many studies and documents that are actually fairly well done uh, and well sourced saying that the world is uh, actually, actually being uh, more, more exact with things like the temperature increases than we have in most other uh, studies, right? Yeah. They know better than anyone what they're doing. Um, so, but uh, but so the, the the past preference of 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 some kind of mid future, and it's just impulsive. Um, yeah, everyone lives in a different time. These the rich people are uh, in in more senses than one no one lives in the present and the poor always have to necessarily live in their debt and in the past technologically and otherwise that's just how this works well and and the other way that it works is also that it's not that you know a rich person wants the world to end necessarily um it's just that they're don't care <laughs> and know that it'll be fine for them because they have a bunker or Mars or some shit. Right, guess, yeah. So so there's the one hand where they know it'll be fine for them. And the other hand is that until you can find a way to make it profitable for them to care about the environment, they won't care about the mm. environment. And that's what we see with right. people like Elon Musk, who, you know, has, has all these, you know, green energy initiatives that he's working on. Um, what, what's the, uh, it's a fucking solar company that he has. Who fucking cares? Yeah, who fucking cares? Elon Musk yeah. <laughs> owns a solar company. I forget what its Tesla name plates. is right now. I don't know. What's that? I don't know. Tesla plates. <laughs> Tes Tesla energy. But, you know, the, the only reason that, that he invests in that is because he knows that he can corner a market on green yeah. energy. It's not because right. Elon Musk wants to save the fucking world. And, and, yeah, you know, it's this, greenwashing. This, yeah, and, and, you know, this goes for, for people like uh, Bill Gates, too. Um, you know, they're, they're not interested in these, these projects of green energy because they want to save the world. They're interested in these projects of green energy because they know that they are in on the market early. They have the capital to put forward to make it a viable company or, you know, uh, investment venture, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and so they're getting in on it and they're pushing for it because they want the government to back their project of making them more money. 
That's all right. it is. It's not I, an I altruistic also... thing. It's not a. It's not a right. philanthropic, you know, idea. It's they can make more money through this. It might be somewhere in their psyche, like you know, a, a philanthropic. But no, yeah, it is a money making scheme. That's how this works. Um, like by necessity. Um, uh, but it, and another another thing to keep in mind with these downward pressures and with the this like ongoing immiseration is uh, uh, there's there's a, a, a good book. It's good enough to read the intro and then determine if you want to continue reading. Uh, but the intro has a lot of the theory in it, but it's Lauren Berlant's Cruel Optimism. Uh, and one of the key components of it is describing this thing she refers to as cruel optimism, which uh, allows people to continue to feel as if they can either make themselves economically viable or that they can cause change in a system. Yep. Uh, and that that those are actually things that cause these systems to continue their processes of immiseration. Um, and I'm all down for, you know, I'm I, I like the like irrational hope kind of thing. I'm kind of down for it. Uh, but uh, but we also have to consider that a lot of the stuff that's happening is part of the, the trap. It, it's the cheese yeah. in the trap. And one of the important things to note is that the lower wages are depressed uh, for the average person, the more a very minor but still totally pointless uh, and still immiserated amount of success seems like real success. Uh, and so they can give you peanuts uh, and you can feel like, because you can finally pay your rent that you're making it in life and that maybe things are actually okay. Uh, even though you're still worse off than any of your parents or grandparents were. Yeah. Um, so good thing to keep in mind there because that is a downward pressure that's going to continue occurring. And uh, yeah, it's anyway, tangent. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, cool. it's a good, it's a good tangent. Um, yeah. So Jerry Jones uh, owns a gas Jerry company. Jones. He also owns uh, the fuck what? The, the texas uh the, the texas the, something or dude who the, fucking the, cares about the, the silver team the, the texas yeah no honestly the dallas, the, uh, dallas cowboys does he own the cowboys the cowboys is it cowboys let me let me let me make sure <laughs> we're, we're big sports ball fans here um yeah, i hate I don't, people uh, that say uh, that yeah yeah, yeah dallas, does, cowboys. Does own the dallas cowboys cool so not completely um, wrong hey <laughs> That's to like be the, fair, the I think sports are actually kind of cool, but I also just uh, I don't yeah, yeah, no, I don't have time for you know, it. If, if I'm if, I, if I'm bored cool. and I happen to see somebody doing the sports on on the TV yeah. or something, I don't actually have TV. I haven't had TV in like over a decade now. But let's say I'm in a public area. I still watch powerlifting. Uh, let's say I'm in a public area or like you know uh, in a in an airport and I see a sports mm -hmm. on on the TVs. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch a sports. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch some basketball or something. Yeah. yeah. Um I do like Olympic lifting. That's really fun to watch. I will actually seek that out. See, but my, it's also my, short my enough. Like sports like, weakness is um is like BMX biking stuff. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I, when, when so you I, did the off-roading with your uh Well yeah. yeah, there was that. Um and uh I used to do a lot of BMX biking myself. So oh, look at you. Look um, at you. Yeah, I, I used to like be able to do tricks and shit. Uh, nice. I haven't ridden a bike in in quite a long time, and I probably suck at it now. But 
That's actually a similar reasoning for why I watch uh, uh, like six to seven hours of porn a day. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> fucked in a long it's, time. But <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I used to have moves. <sighs> um, but uh, yeah, no, 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 back and that this is actually like when I started realizing that the police are racist is because I would hang They're out. What? I would hang out at the uh, the skate park in my hometown, yeah. and the cops, like on multiple occasions, would like walk up to me directly. The only brown kid at the skate park, uh, because I lived in a very white town, right. um, the only brown kid at the skate park, and be like, "Hey, are you selling anything?" I'd be like, "Dude, what? No, selling what? <laughs> like, Dude, like I didn't, I didn't skate, even know what they were asking for that. About. What's that? Right? Skate parks are great for that because I saw a lot of that stuff when I was a kid. Like I wasn't a skater or anything, but a few of my friends were, and I would like hang out with them. But um, like cops love to trawl those places for like you know yeah, yeah, degenerate yeah. or brown kids. Right. It's something that like so one of my favorite least people. Yeah, exactly the same thing. One of my favorite least favorite people is Tim Pool. Right. He's just rage inducing. <laughs> he's he's, uh, so but he's like dumb. a skater kid or was. And like grew up in like somewhere in Chicago, so like really some skate parks where there happened to be black kids. And so like, how was he still discussing after he undoubtedly existed around that? Like amazing, yeah, is just yeah, an well, incredible, he's just dumb. incredible person. He's so cool. I should note. Uh, yeah, to, it makes to... me sad that I wear beanies so often because they're comforting to me. But now I'm I feel like Tim Pool whenever For I do sure. it. Yeah, it's his. <laughs> Sorry, go on. He's, he took he took beanies from you. Uh, I should mention yeah. to the listener, um, there there may be some some little audio gaps here and there, and I apologize for that. Are we having problems? Yeah, my my internet's bad right now. Um, uh... but. Uh... For the most part, I can hear you every now and then. You like cut out for for a brief second. Um, They're gonna miss my cool jokes. No, no, I've I've heard most of your jokes. I think your very cool you jokes. You um, don't know what you haven't heard, Michael. <laughs> so, anyways, Jerry Jones, back to him because that's where we started. <laughs> I was I was gonna make a really cool Bush era joke, but fine. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Unknown nuns, known unknown. No. Yeah, no, I remember. Go on. <laughs> Uh, so uh he he uh he reportedly hit the jackpot out of this uh this whole energy crisis thing going on um, yeah. so he owns uh let's see comstock resources <laughs> comstock what a name <laughs> uh, comstock resources inc has been able to sell gas from its haynesville shale wells in east texas and northern louisiana at premium prices since thursday as demand jumps amid amid the cold gas at some regional hubs has soared past one one thousand dollars per btu uh, damn british thermal units is uh the amount of energy it takes to heat up a gallon i, th I think is what it is um, that's that's a big number yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so gas from comstock's haynesville wells was sold on the spot market for between 15 dollars and 179 dollars uh, per thousand cubic feet um i'm 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 sorry hold on you go i'm i'm just i'm looking at prices per 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 million BTU, yeah, and I'm I'm seeing averages depending on like where it's coming from, 
of being like between 15 and $35. Yeah. So thousand dollars. Yes, exactly. Um, so this is obviously like, and, and this is why I believe that person who said that their, uh, their energy bill is eight times what it normally is. No shit. Uh, because that's we're, insane. We're seeing a spike and, and, you know, Texas is huge on, uh, fossil fuel energy production. So, I, I mean, we, we drove through there recently. You re, you remember how available gas yeah. was <laughs> around there. Yeah. Um, Bucky's. Yeah. Uh, the Bucky's, the, Buc the, the horny. With, I, I keep wanting to make a meme with that fucking beaver, by the way. Horny beaver. I talk about, so uh, we have a listener in Texas that I talk to about Bucky almost every day because that, that beaver haunts me. It's so um, fucking horny. It's and, so, and it's such a horny beaver for, for, oh. for the viewer. Because we have the viewer on top of the uh, the listener now. Um, oh yeah, ooh, I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, but <laughs> but like rows of rows of of fill up spots. This is this is, this is that beaver. Look, look how horny that fucking beaver he's is. So he's so into it, man. He's that, so that ready. That beaver wants to fuck. Dude, if I was one of those guys that just got like a bunch of like random shitty tattoos, that thing would be on my body already. <laughs> just, it would just, the horny on my chest right here. Oh, I thought you would, like yeah. put it uh put it just above your pelvic bone or something. Actually, no, I already have a plan for that one. That's oh, okay. it's just gonna say just gonna say John Galt. Uh, because <laughs> when, on, on when, a similar when, note, I've always thought it would be really good to have a lower back tattoo that says uh, "No uh, gods or kings, only men." <laughs> 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 but mine works as a good filter because if if someone sees it and says who is john galt you get you get to have a laugh yeah and then they also don't know anything about ain't rand and, and, you can and then continue you, on you with launch your into the, the but, who is john galt speech right this speech <laughs> for 80 pages of, of 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 dialogue um but if they if they look at it and uh like high five you you know that you have to stop <laughs> um and if they if they look at you with disgust you know that they're too good for you yeah oh it's like it's perfect most of, of uh, most of my partners have looked at me in disgust so yeah i don't think i need that tattoo wait to... shit this isn't working <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh jerry jones who's already like catastrophically wealthy made a bunch of money mm -hmm. off of the suffering of uh the people of texas um we we believe in a maximum wage here, right? I mean, I absolutely do. So what I what I believe in is yes, a maximum wage would be fine. Um, I would also be happy with a comparative wage, uh, as in, you know, the the owner of a company can only make so much more than oh, yeah. like their lowest paid member. Absolutely. Yeah, like because, uh, you know the the, uh, the quality of outcome thing I think is a bad road to go down. Um Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone genuinely believes in that. The people no, that nobody do are, nobody are, does are, and Marx didn't believe in it either. No, absolutely uh, not. And and you know the um, the idea that everybody gets the same amount of pay is just a uh a conservative attack topic that doesn't yeah. actually hold any root in any like actual socialist uh socialist like reading of uh Marx right. or or yeah dude the, any of the, 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 the socialist theorists or anything like that right the 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 idea that people can claim to like read or understand Marx but they think that number one 
he doesn't want anyone to work. And number two, he thinks everyone should <laughs> right. get paid the same wage yeah. or not get paid. Um, is just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Or that his end goal is like an, an like a absolute totalitarian, like government. Uh, it's, it's all people don't read. People don't read. You know, this is a, this is also going to be a tangent, but this is why I continue to fight my war against tankies. Please. Um, yeah. Thank because... you. <laughs> God bless. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm still working on that, uh, that, that video about uh, George Orwell uh, that, right. that I'm trying to do. Um, but like I, before I got kicked out of the last leftist group I was in uh, for not being cool with North Korea, uh <laughs> dprk all the way <laughs> yeah the dprk did nothing wrong uh but no you know I, I was making the argument that because george orwell had come up in conversation somewhere in this group and people were like george orwell hated communists so he's a fucking you know actual conservative no, he, he psyop. Champagne, champagne socialist yeah, is and, what, he and what he what he had a problem with was the uh the petite bourgeoisie that was running the russian communist experiment uh, no. It wasn't an actual communist. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, it was. He hated so, totalitarianism. Yeah, he hated totalitarianism. And I should make the the clarification that the difference between what Marx described as you know socialism and and he kind of used socialism and communism interchangeably from from what I've read. Um, well, that's not a point that we need to do. Right no, now. no, but, no, no, but, no, no. Go on, but. You know, the 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 uh, <clears throat> the theory behind what became Russian communism was its very own distinct thing. Yeah. Um, versus. I mean, there's a reason there's MLs, right? Marxist Leninists right. or the yeah, yeah, no, it became its very own distinct thing from what socialism is. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it was their version of what socialism ought to be. Uh, became, you know, what what is known colloquially as uh, communism. Um, so there, there's a huge difference there. And, you know, he he didn't like uh, the totalitarian uh, uh, project that that came along with uh, the Russian communist agenda, um, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> um, right. And, and as as a as a, a point, whether or not they're right, which I tend to think that they're kind of not, but also kind of are in a way that most people don't uh, uh, realize, including them. But but most Marxists who eventually read Marx, their ultimate goal is not to build some kind of centralized economy that's totalitarian and all ruling. It's the it's to build um, a state that inexplicably through the contradictions of the state uh, dissolves itself. Uh, and so the end goal of communism is something like anarchism or left communism or something. Yeah. Um, uh, whether or not that's something that makes any fucking sense is another question. But uh, like anyone who actually follows these types of theories and isn't just like, you know, uh, blowing their their Facebook ringleader or something, um, <laughs> these these people recognize that uh, that tankyism is um, either something of a stepping stone, which is also stupid, or uh, yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I see that argument made a lot that. Uh... China shouldn't be criticized because what what they're what they're doing is is that interstitial step between you know 
state-run socialism to full communism. Um, and and that, even if that's true, you should criticize them more. Yeah, so and that, that's moving. how you make that. Uh, that's how you make that next step is by criticizing that structure. Yes. Uh, so so yes. the argument itself is dumb. And then on top of it, it's like, no, I don't think President G is going to give up his power. He literally gets mad right. because people equate him to Winnie the Pooh and, and like aesthetics, <laughs> you know, like just, that's banned. Uh, the the Tiananmen Square uh, images are banned from China. Like, it didn't happen. It didn't, uh, yeah, so that's it didn't why... even happen. That's that's actually like a really shitty way that you can shut down like a uh, like a Chinese YouTube channel or um I don't even think those exist anymore, actually. Uh, but like Chinese streamers, time, Chinese YouTube channels, TikToks, whatever, is uh, yeah. you can spam them with stuff about Tiananmen Square, and the government will just take their uh, their stream down. Let me let let me say this, uh, but first prefacing it with the fact that this person who I'm referring to is fine, and they're living a happy life right now. Good. To so know. I didn't I didn't do anything that ruined anyone's life. <laughs> But there, there was this guy I knew that moved to China and literally became like a pop star out there. Oh, um, and and he was just so irritating to me in every way, and uh, very much one of those like uh, you know hyper defensive of, of modern like hyper capitalist semi communist China stuff um that i would just send him like dms and post on his facebook wall just like hey so when are we assassinating g or like <laughs> shit like that and dude, you he would freak out he's like no dude you score, can't man. do it right this was before well this is before i heard about that being a yeah. thing i don't know how how long is it's it's really been there i'm glad that I'm you sure specified they're doing there. okay because uh, you're right yeah, he you, hasn't been black bagged yet you you tried to kill a fucking uh i, I don't know what who maybe he, he is, has but uh maybe he has yeah his his account is now run by the uh, the CCCP or whatever. <laughs> He's I, I have to I have to run the Turing test on uh, on my buddy. You know? Yeah, do it, my buddy. Do it yeah. and post the results. It'll be good. It will. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, where's it gonna go? <laughs> Where are we? What's happening? People still making money off of utilities and yeah. Um. So let's let's pivot to a little bit more of a fun topic, maybe. Uh, that I refuse. I'm gonna use to depress everybody, anyways. <laughs> um. We. Ted we. Cruz. Oh yeah. Our favorite, the, the... definitely not a lizard person inside of a man suit. <laughs> who who called him like a werewolf that like got stuck halfway transition? I don't remember, but that's because that was hilarious. very funny. Yeah, that's very <laughs> that's, good. That's I feel like it's one of the late night comedians, like someone that shouldn't have said something that funny. Yeah, uh, probably no, like that, Seth Meyers seems, or something. I, yeah. That's that's a that's a joke that I keep. And and John Oliver started this, I think, and then a bunch of <laughs> other late night comedians hopped on it, where he would bring up somebody and be like, "Seen here, looking like blah blah blah." As, right, as right. A joke, and then like it's... a bunch of late night comedians hopped on it, like uh, Colbert. Who's not nearly as talented as John Oliver, in my opinion. Right. Um, Seth Meyers. Depends on the timeline, yeah. My, my favorite, if, if if I had to pick a favorite late night uh, talk show host, it's uh, Conan. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's absurd and, and pretty fun. Yeah, no, and that's, that's exactly why I like him. Because he hasn't made his last like four years off of Trump bad, am right. I right, guys? Right. <laughs> Applause, laugh track. Um, what is? God damn it! I've 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 totally forgotten the 
the term and I started looking for it, but it's not worth it. But no, there's, there, there's a term for, uh, for like the positive version of this where you say like a wise Odysseus or gray-eyed Athena or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and right, I like yeah. to view this as like the modern equivalent of it where it's just like right. uh, half transformed werewolf, Tom Cruise. <laughs> or Tom Cruise. <laughs> did, did, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom uh, Cruise is more of a half trans, uh, uh, weasel, half transformed otter. Um, he's definitely an otter. I don't know, man. No, do otters have to be fuzzy? He's I'm not. Uh, I'm not well, in the gay community. Enough. Yeah, I was gonna say in, in the gay community, an otter mm-hmm. is uh, a lithe man who is hairy. Um, oh, it, it, he has to be hairy. Yeah, that, yeah. That makes so, sense. so there's there's bear, which Tom is Cruise. a large man who's hairy. Right, um, right. Wolf, wolf, which is like a, a in shape kind of aggressive looking person who's hairy. Otter, who's a uh, you know hairy kind of you know not necessarily right. defined right. in any way, just kind of you know like thin, um, yeah, sort of thing. Um, and then you've got a horse, which is just a, our, our an friend. Animal. Uh, our friend an uh, the, Brad Danzens is, is is he an otter? Yeah, I, I call him an otter yeah. all the time. I yeah, think. he's totally an otter. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, by the way, uh, for for the listener, uh, we will have Brad Danzen on again. Um, he's uh, oh yeah, he's going through some things, uh, very good things actually. And and you know okay. when we have him on, we'll let him talk about that. But um, he's been adjusting to a new lifestyle, and and uh, it's a it's a good thing for him. Um, oh yeah, overall we have a lot of people we need to bring back on or bring on in just yeah a, yeah um, we got a actually list. i was gonna talk to you about that after we uh, record but uh getting some of these uh some of these guest episodes in um you know nice. various topics that we need to talk about with certain people who maybe would be more apt to talk about them than you and i would be uh because excuse you, you you've got theory i've got only because of geography <laughs> only because of geography right now you, you've got like the theory thing down i've got the politics thing down um uh, but like that doesn't obviously encompass the, the whole of uh yeah we need to bring on a sex haver yeah <laughs> Some, somebody who uh people love i don't know which yeah. is brad danzen yeah. so people love him someone with hair um, uh uh yeah a head <clears throat> of hair would be good yeah. um to, to bring in a little diversity <laughs> um, two or more balls well, less than three is is what uh, what the average ball that we're would have in my case. Well, yeah, but yeah. what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz is going on the apology tour, and thankfully, mm-hmm. the the media is allowing him to do it instead of uh, just holding him accountable Good. for what he's done. Uh, but I hear there, he a saw a point. cow made of butter. What's that? I hear he saw a cow made of butter down. He did. He did. Um, It was actually his daughters who were amazed by the cow made out of butter. Yeah. It was all for his daughters. Yeah. It was all for his daughters, not him. Which uh, actually ties into the excuse that he's using now for for why he went to Cancun, which is funny. Um, But so before we we talk about Ted Cruz, I would like to make the point uh, or I would like to explain that I'm not uh, exclusively going to dunk on Ted Cruz in this talk. Uh, the point that I'm going to make is that uh, uh, maybe a little bit of a both sides sort of thing, but in this case, it's literally a both sides thing um, where uh, politicians don't fucking care about you. Um, wow. And 
you know, as much as the outrage machine wants to focus on Ted Cruz, uh, there's there's a number of, uh, you know, Democratic other side. I think they're both on the same team. Personal opinion. Um, but, you know, the, the there's been plenty of Democrats who have done shitty or shittier things than Ted Cruz. Uh, oh, for sure. In, in yeah, of course. Like this. So let's uh let's listen to Ted Cruz make his excuses real quick because it's just kind of funny to see him like um once again kind of relegated to this weird like I'm a little I'm a little guy sort of thing, you know, like uh my, my favorite our... my favorite image of Ted Cruz is the one where he's phone banking for Trump, uh like yeah. literally immediately after uh Trump called his wife a dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. And said his dad killed JFK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which to be fair. He did, and it's in his blood because Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Yeah, for sure. We know these as Uncontested. facts. Uncontested. You cannot sue us. It's true. <laughs> Please don't say that. Somebody's going to sue us. Senator Ted Cruz says he knows his Mexico getaway was a big mistake. The Texas Republican and his family flew off to a Cancun resort on Wednesday as millions, millions of his constituents were without power and water. It took a while for the senator to settle on contrition. At first, his office would not even confirm he was south of the border. Then Cruz said he was helping his wife and daughters escape the crisis and always planned to head straight back to Texas. But then he had to acknowledge he initially planned to stay the weekend and decided to head back after just one night, only after he realized the political fallout. What were you thinking? Well, look, my kids, all of us this week, this has been a hell of a week for Texas. I don't like this being book. used as a distraction from the real issues. Do you regret going because of the firestorm or because you left when people were here struggling? Not, look, 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 both. Many of the people who were upset with me were upset with me before we started. You can work remotely. That was my intention. But even so, I needed to be here. And, and so it, it was a mistake. How could the senator think it was this smart? Man, he's not a real person. To Mexico in the middle of this. He, he really isn't. And you He's know, actually not. One of, one of the points I made uh, on the Instagram story is like, okay, yeah, you can you can make this a red versus blue sort of thing where, haha, I live in a blue state and I have power right now. Um, yeah, that's dumb as fuck for reasons we already said. You can't yeah. shame this fucking guy. You can't. No. He doesn't. Whatever exists within people that lets them feel shame, Ted Cruz does not fucking have it. All right. Remember in 2015 when people were just like, man. Yeah, I'm either going to choose Trump or I'm going to choose fucking Ted Cruz. <laughs> I know, right? Like, he was the second up. Like, this is why I, I you know, the, the 2016 election kind of firmly cemented in my mind that most people don't actually have like a, a coherent uh, political no. belief system. No. Um, no. And, and you know what? At this point in time, people are going to get angry at me for saying this, maybe. But but God bless Donald Trump for saving us from fucking Ted Cruz. Oh, I agree. No, no, I agree. And, and you know, uh, maybe on a different episode, I'm going to make some points about why uh, Donald Trump may have been a better president than Biden is. Uh, in some ways, other in ways, some no. ways, I, I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, worst person, better president. <laughs> yeah, worst person, oh, better God. president. Because you know, uh, when when you suck at operating the uh, the machine of death that is America. Yeah. or the u.s uh, more specifically um it turns out you maybe kill less people somehow because you're just incompetent at doing what it's supposed to do 
Yeah, but he beep beep he beep beep the truck. Oh, he okay. Beep beep yeah, the truck. yeah, it is bad. You know how to beep beep. <laughs> um, so you know another point I'd like to make out of this is, um, you know a lot of a lot of libs, especially I haven't seen very many like people who I would consider actual leftists doing this kind of shitty like. Ugh. Look at you, Texas, voting in Republicans, <clears throat> and then you you face uh, what happens when Republicans are in charge. Um, yeah, that's stupid as fuck, man. That's Texas, so aggravating. Texas has one of the most like concerted voter suppression uh, campaigns like in yeah. any state in America. Um, and so I'd just like to uh, direct people to this article in Texas Monthly. Um, I'm not condoning everything Texas Monthly reports on. I don't know anything outside of this, but this was a pretty good article about uh, the history of voter suppression in Texas. And uh, lo and behold, uh, what what sort of happens in these voter suppression efforts is uh, people of color, um, Democrats, et cetera, et cetera, are ultimately the ones that get their votes discounted or uh, the gerrymandering uh, that occurs within Texas districts, you know, kind of makes it so that the Republican votes of an area cancel out the Democratic votes of an area. And, you know, I don't think that uh, Texas would be any better under Democratic leadership. There's plenty of Democrats in Texas uh, that are running things. Um, but, you know, just just the, the basic fact of how much voter suppression happens there. And yeah. again, uh, California, a blue state pretty much reliably since the uh the 1980s i think 80s yeah um you know we had rolling brownouts all, all summer um right. so i don't think anything um, I, would have been better in in texas if democrats were in charge or republicans are in charge right now republicans are mostly right. in charge and you know that wouldn't have changed anything about the profit incentive of these public utilities it wouldn't have changed how this whole thing went down this is also, this is kind of a non sequitur, but it's something I, I feel like I need to bring up because I don't think I've brought it up on the podcast before. I know I've brought it up during streams, uh, but this this isn't directly an example of that, but it, it connects where people constantly build up this kind of uh, hope that's actually just part of an ad campaign that Texas will go blue or that it's purple. <laughs> yeah. And there are parts of it that are going bluer, but this is something that like every... Every election that we've had for the last, I don't know, like eight years, there's been at least some kind of a rumor that Texas might flip. And the only reason that that occurs is because they have such a large uh, population that advertising companies can say, if you advertise enough here, uh, we have a chance of turning it blue because it's very gradually going blue. Yeah. And there's a chance that in maybe 20 years, Texas will turn into a purple or a blue state, but it's not happening anytime soon. Not thinking well, like you say, it's, As it's, if it it's something that we've we've heard our entire lives. Is, no. You know, oh, maybe uh, maybe Texas goes blue this year. Um, right. And then, you know, the case scenario one, in 20 years, it becomes a Florida. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, right. the other one is Florida uh, that we that we hear all the time, like yeah. maybe kind of sort of. And then, you know, somewhere like Georgia well, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right, right. And, and Florida is so funny because it's I mean, it, it kind of speaks about that, that incoherent you mentioned we're like a $15 minimum wage yeah um like that's that's the consistency of 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 Floridian uh politics 
um, which in some ways I almost respect that, <laughs> that it's just so <laughs> schizophrenic, but at least they get things through like, you know, uh, right. f- uh, felon enfranchisement and $15 minimum wage and stuff. Um, I don't care who they put in office after well, that. See, the, the thing with all that is, I, I believe, uh, <laughs> um, you have enough white people that are felons that uh, <laughs> the the argument makes itself and like, hey, my my buddy can't vote anymore because he, you know, smoked meth on the sidewalk or something like that. Um, <laughs> not to denigrate the the fine people of Florida. Um, well, or Florida man. I was gonna say Florida man is a is a meme for a reason. Yeah. Um, and then you know the the other thing uh, with the, with the fifteen dollar minimum wage is you know this is why I constantly make the argument that uh, the the ID politics that has kind of polluted the left is is just really a bad move because we're you know we've we've reached a point where yes there there is systemic oppression of people of color um, or people who just don't fit you know the the white straight male sort of uh, profile. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're really starting to see this, this experiment of capitalism expand out to where uh, white people are often just as poor as their black neighbors. And, you know, they might get treated better by the cops, but that doesn't mean that they're not mm. suffering, you know, very similar economic circumstances. As I mean, there's other. that, uh, there's that that old adage that rising tide lifts all boats right but exactly. you know a, a, yeah. a uh, falling uh, uh, falling building flattens everyone the same way or something like that I don't know. <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah yeah so what else we got man <laughs> uh, so yeah I wanted to bring up that uh, that uh, Texas has voter suppression on top of the Ted Cruz thing and that's why he's still in yeah. power and you know Beto O'Rourke maybe sucks. will one day be in Ted Cruz's place I think Ted Cruz kind of burned a lot of his uh, political capital with that little stunt he pulled. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I that's, that's being, in my perspective, too optimistic to how mm-hmm. the political structure works, how the voter suppression works. Um, imagine imagine a world where that's optimism. Beto O'Rourke might become like Yeah, exactly. Uh, when, when, when I feel optimistic about Beto O'Rourke being in a position of power, I... You know, it takes just about everything I have not to climb up on top of the roof and jump off. Look, of buddy, <laughs> he might, he may, he might say a fuck word. Ooh, a little. And he rides a skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> spicy fuck word. Uh, yeah. So, uh, on on top of uh, let's. Oh yeah, our other favorite guy. Sorry, sorry, I saw. Yeah, what you so were... Andrew Cuomo, um, <clears throat> who is in charge of uh, the great state of New York. Mm-hmm. Um. He he did this cool thing where in the middle of the pandemic that we are still experiencing, he released a book about the leadership lessons that were learned through the pandemic that we are, again, still experiencing. Um, this is a, a decent little article uh, not mentioned in Cuomo's coronavirus book, How Many Nursing Home Residents Died in New York. On top of his, his kind of cover up of all this, uh, he is currently uh, trying this. to. Yeah, okay. uh, so there's a um, a state legislator uh, named Ron Kim, I think it is. Yeah, I think. Yes, that's right. Ron Kim. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Ron Kim was part of a call that Cuomo had 
where Cuomo was, you know, this was like a private call uh, where Cuomo was talking about like, hey, let's maybe not talk about the uh, nursing home stuff because his early uh, coronavirus policies uh, and procedures led to massive amounts of deaths in, uh, in uh, nursing homes. Um, and and so Ron Kim has, you know, kind of gone public about this and Cuomo called him and basically said, I will destroy your career if you keep on this track. It was worse than that. He said, I, I will destroy you, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's like that's what I take it to mean. Is a, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a wider thing. You know? I, I mean, he I, is I, Italian, I right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know how we feel about that. Um, so, you know, we, we can cast stones at Ted Cruz, uh, and then we can also uh, think about the audacity to try to profit off of the pandemic yeah. by um, releasing a book about the leadership uh, uh, lessons you learned from the pandemic that we are still in. And part of the leadership lessons uh, is based on this lie that that uh, you didn't uh, kill a bunch of people in nursing homes through your policies. Um, I would consider yeah, I mean, that worse than leaving Texas for Cancun. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know, don't don't throw meatballs when you live in Gabagool houses, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, another one we could point out is uh, Gavin Newsom, the uh, governor of uh, mm. California. The, 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 the pretty boy. Yeah, the guy that uh, we live in, uh, state. Mm-hmm. Um, does he also have nipple rings like Cuomo does? You think? You know, I, I've seen the pictures, and I'm positive Cuomo has nipple rings, dude. Cuomo definitely does. I think Newsom probably has like a. He's got like a. He's got a Jacob. Uh, what's it? Prince Al- Prince Alfred or something. Yeah, yeah. Jacob is that what it's Prince called? Prince Alfred, Fred, no. something like that. Prince Alfred yeah. is like a piercing uh, through it, right? Yeah. And then yeah. uh, Jacob's ladder is is uh, the skin on top, like up it. Which rules? Yeah, rungs so of a ladder, that, like know? a Tesla coil kind of thing. I used to, I used to have this joke that I would tell people when I was drunk, and it's a, uh, I tried to get a Jacob's ladder, but all the all the, uh, the uh, the piercing guy could give me was a, a Jacob step stool. <laughs> <laughs> Little penis. Uh, nice. nice, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> good one, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, in the in the height of you know the the this was in November, so you know this is when like mm. the cases in California are starting to spiral out of control, and everything's locked down. Uh, Gavin Newsom went to the birthday party of a uh, for-profit medical uh, lobbyist um, with a bunch Surprise. of people from different households, of course, you know. Uh, and, and apparently, um, the report it was is so that, loud. Yeah. It was so loud that they had to close the fucking doors because it was just such a raucous party. Um, Hell yeah. and, 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 you know, not maybe as shitty as leaving to Cancun, but you have to understand that these, these people are all the fucking same in a lot of ways and that their political ambitions are, are, you know, they're not about whether or not they they get you what you need whether or not they make your life better whether or not you survive their their political ambitions are about aesthetics and using those aesthetics to gain power and prestige and wealth um Mm. another one is uh denver's mayor um 
this was uh oh so this was just the other day that this uh, article came out um mm. on wednesday denver's board of ethics dismissed an ethics complaint great filed after mayor michael hancock flew to texas for thanksgiving despite urging city residents to avoid holiday travel due to covid concerns so he's telling everybody in his city uh you know don't travel right now because of covid and then he flies to texas to go you know party up with uh with his family uh and then the uh the board of ethics dismisses the uh ethics complaint about this um so you know amazing yeah cool uh he's also a democrat uh is why i'm bringing this up so you know we we can talk all we want about how ted cruz is a shitty person and he is a shitty person for leaving texas to go to cancun but this is not uh this is not outside of what democrats are doing this is not outside of what any uh politician is doing um I will say though that uh, Republican uh, aesthetics are more uh, abrasive, mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. as we'll see in this next one, um, which is the mayor of Colorado City. Um, have you have you seen this? I haven't seen this one. No. Okay, so so the mayor of Colorado City, Texas, uh, who has now resigned because of the fallout of this statement, um, posted this. Uh, oh shit it's loading up twitter all right so so he says uh let me hurt some feelings while i have a minute good start yeah right and anytime someone wears like uh an affliction shirt and and puts (laughs) it in your face you know to just like ignore this person because uh, and they're all named things like tim boyd yeah this is a very this is a very tim boyd sort of move um <laughs> let me <Avoid> hurt some, Tim. <laughs> let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you are your family anything. I'm I'm reading this verbatim. Um all spelling mistakes and and uh wrong word usage is his. Uh no one owes you are your family anything nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim. Fuck you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with the power providers or any other services, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have your have if you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because your lazy is a direct result of your raising. Only the strong will survive, survive and the weak will perish. Uh, perish is spelt like a... Um, like a place that you go to in a church. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and the others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you will, that you have been dealing with that electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout, get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Jesus Christ. 
I, um, there's so many angry things that I want to shout right now, but I think, uh, I, I mean, think first if, off, I think if you can't Tim have two Boyd, bottom lines, if Tim Boyd was devoured by wolves, I would yeah. feel sorry for the wolves to have, to, yeah. that had to eat him. All <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like the, the, the double bottom line thing that he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is, this is a completely incoherent, is, just ramble, of course. Right. But it's exemplative of, of, of something that I've noticed that, uh, kind of, and something that I feel conservative about because okay. there has been a certain degradation of, uh, of, of a certain aesthetic over time because uh, back in the good old days, uh, which we, existed, which totally existed, um, instead of writing out this tirade that has two bottom lines somehow, uh, we used to say things in far fewer words and have far more impact. Things like, uh, if, if I wanted to say this whole thing in just one line, I would say maybe let them eat cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Right? I, I was going to say... Uh, whatever would happen to me, I would deserve, just uh, like he does. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm not threatening anyone, but, you know, the uh, I was, was going to go with the, the Ayn Rand philosophy of uh, got mine, fuck you. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean... See, over time, it becomes less and less. Uh, yeah, uh, and and this yeah. is just got mine. Fuck you, but it's like he put too much effort into it, and it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obvious yeah. ways that that you could be like, hey, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Like, uh, yeah. people living in apartments can't just heat themselves. Um, they can't just like make a campfire in the but, middle of their apartment but building more importantly than that they shouldn't fucking have to yeah they shouldn't have to you know the idea yeah. is that they're you know they're they're paying for the services of the electricity company they're paying to live in the space that they live in they're paying taxes they're paying taxes etc etc uh the things should work and this is not uh this is not whether that um other places don't have to deal with so it's not like right. there's there's this is an unprecedented thing where nobody knows how to handle these kind of situations um, right you know one of the things that we do for for my local agency is if we're dealing with something that's maybe a little bit out of our like normal operations uh we call up a neighboring uh uh area that maybe deals with it more like i'm more inland than a lot of like uh coastal towns uh so i'll call up like a coastal town and be like hey how do you guys handle you know such and such with salt crazy. And a, blah 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 crazy, yeah. um you know they ask they've your blamed, friends they've blamed uh uh the wind turbine turbines uh freezing up as part of the problem uh wind turbines are only like 10 percent of of texas's uh, power right. grid um most of it is uh, uh fossil fuels um in and, texas it's fossil fuels yeah i know right oh, God. Um, but you know the the thing is that, that there there are turbines that work in antarctica right. so right if there's a way to make them work in antarctica there's a way to make them work in texas going through a cold snap yeah um, so you know uh, people are paying uh, for these services and and you know i i could go into the fundamental disagreement i have with renting but people are paying rent and right. they they should be able to rely on the basic ability to have water to have electricity to be able to warm themselves with with the heat that they you know 
they have to use electric heaters because they're living in an apartment and they like i said they can't just make a fucking campfire in the middle of their apartment building because that might set the entire thing on fire um weird they might not get back their deposit if yeah, they, they stay they're alive. They're going to get back their deposit for sure. No, and and you know, and and yeah, I don't know. Um, Tim Boyd obviously Repulsive. has never had to uh, uh, live in an apartment, or just uh, maybe he has never had any hardship in his life whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's and, so fucking disgusting. And if you like, happen I'm, to I'm be, to, uh, if I'm you not... happen to be a pack of wolves, uh, and you decide you want to eat this guy, um, hey. Things happen. The uh, the strong survive and the weak will perish. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Where'd you get that? Uh, this uh, this philosopher named Tim Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> the writings of Tim Boyd He's per per Twitter. One of the lost Stoics. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I really hate how Amazing. people uh, how people use Stoicism in these circumstances. Oh yeah, just nonsense. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of all I had for today. We've gone a minute. Oh uh, no, palate cleanser! My God, a minute and a half. Well, we can. Uh, I mean, do you have something as a palate cleanser? We could go back well, to you were jerking off about Rush Limbaugh. What? That's true. What were you saying about a minute and a half? Oh, we've gone a minute and a half on this podcast. So, oh, to reach what an hour and a half? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was. I, I felt like we were going further than that. Oh. Um. Yeah, man. I mean. what a monster um i mean i i will say is like a little uh like a pitch thing towards the end because we did talk a little about minimum wage and stuff if uh if i get one or two more people on the workshop patreon i will officially be making minimum wage if i work at 100 percent efficiency so if uh whoever whoever joins in then uh, I'll throw a, I'll throw a little party for for you from a distance. I'll eat myself a little cupcake and I'll send you pictures or something. Um, but people are kind of uh, trickling in and continuing to, and it's becoming a healthier and healthier group. And I'm really excited about yeah the uh, the workshops are are going very well um, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so again, Patreon.com/truncata truncata, or go to my uh, Instagram Dank Deleuze, uh, and there's a link in my bio. Yeah, and um, I have the uh, the link to your Instagram in the dope. link tree uh, that I post with every episode. So if you don't want to remember all these words, uh, you can just go yeah. to the link tree that I post in the. Uh, the I'm also tree. tagged in all of the uh, all of the captions for the videos. Yep, yep. On um, Instagram, I tag you and everything. So plenty of ways to find it. Uh, the workshop is very good. Um, I participate in it as well. If you want to see, it does. Every now and then, I submit some of my writing. Um, to be mocked and uh, uh, belittled. Derided, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and another clarification for people is that we, we do do a lot of poetry, but primarily we talk about theory. We, we, we talk about theory right. and politics and aesthetics and stuff. But we, Yeah, so the, the we first two do... hours of, of the, yeah. the weekly workshop are talking about theory and uh, discussing uh, theoretical works or uh, liter- literary works. Um it's good and stuff. we we also allow for people to submit anything they want. I'm currently reading through um, a, a thesis on Geopol uh, and Econ. I'll, I'll we'll take any kind of writing and look over it, whether you want it looked at just by me or if you want it looked at by the group. Uh, we have options for all of those things. 
And if you um, want to sign up for this stuff, but you'd rather be part of the more free form discussions where you can ask and, or talk about literally anything you want, we have sessions on Thursdays, uh, Thursday uh, evenings that are very casual and we'll talk about literally anything you, yeah. you, you desire. And I'm, I'm going to try to join those more often. Um, Hell yeah. I'll come in a little late because I, I work Thursdays, but um so yeah uh there's that um man i can't think of a palate cleanser at all to save my life um thing things ding are, dong the yeah the, thing, the, things are bad in the world dead. right now um yeah i think maybe next episode we talked about this a little bit but uh kind of having a, a q a sort of session um oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. would be good i think uh, hopefully by next week we'll also have a producer joining the program nice. um, and then you know down the line uh a couple of guest episodes that we need to do interesting topics that you and i have discussed uh, with those and also uh, bringing in uh, brad danzens to give us the Anprim update uh now that he's uh, living in an off-grid, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, not, he's not off-grid, but no, he's he's moved to a much more rural area. Um, well, we have like a half a dozen people that we we have on the list right now to bring on. Um, yeah. So uh, that's a lot of exciting stuff in the future. Let's decide this right now, though, Mike. Do we want uh, episode twenty or th- thirty-two or thirty-three to be the Q and A? Because if we want to do next one is Q and A, I'll I'll put up the the question sticker let's tonight. Do, uh, let's do the next one. So All right. Next one. So 32. All right. Episode so as soon as you guys hear this, send us questions. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put it up on my, uh, my Instagram story or not story. I'll just make a, a full post out of it. Um, and we'll, we'll answer the questions, uh, on the next podcast. Cool. I'll put one up on the story and feel free to DM us or at least me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love you guys. It. Yes, we, we love you very much. Please take your medicine. Take mine too.